He's an eight-time Louisiana Association of Broadcasters Award winner. And he snapped a ball through his legs. Wait, what, why does your name get to go first? Shut up. This is Scone and T. Because they made us. All right, let's get it. That's Scone and T from Oliver Twist in Baton Rouge. Tigers on a three-game winning streak and ahead on the road to Jordan Hare this week. Ton to do. Glad you're with us and good to be here at Oliver Twist. If you're live, thank you so much. YouTube, Facebook, smash that like button. We appreciate you. If you're on demand, audio or video, thank you as well for being here. This is every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central on the Watch 104.5 ESPN YouTube and the 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge Facebook page. It's Auburn week, bro. Auburn week. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm jacked. I love Auburn week. Going to Jordan Hare. Um, I, uh, I said this on AFR. I'll just uh, give you Cliff's notes. This is my favorite game, and I've, I've talked about it a lot uh, over the years, but LSU-Auburn for me is my favorite because 1995 was the when LSU Ooh, beat. Uh, let's go. Just a classic. Oh, wow. Catfish and shrimp catfish fried. Catfish and crab. fries. Look at fried yeah. fish. Black. A little fish and chips, if you will. Um, uh, appropriate with the Saints playing in London on Sunday. What you say? Moscona? Well, I think so. In fact, I might have myself a little chip here to start, eh? Oh, yeah. Do you need oh. to get a pint mm, as well? No. Oh, I want to say no to one now, would I? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Of all, the, of all the terrible accents you do, that might be your best. There we go. <laughs> that Let's might go be. It you definitely must, steered. It always must. goes Australian at the yeah, end. Yeah, you're going to go Scottish or something. It something always goes like Australian that, when I try to go That was pretty maybe. good. Uh, anyway, so, I look. Uh, look, I'm Samantha. What? I'm Samantha from Sex in the City. Oh. With my cocktail. I don't think she talks like that. No. Yes, she does. And she's like, look at me. I'm promiscuous. And it's so funny. And I have all my best friends in the big city. Look at that penis over there. That's, that's, um, it's actually pretty much an entire joke train just stolen from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Which is a top five comedy of all time to me. Uh, one of my favorite movies ever. It's Jason Siegel the first night he gets drunk alone at the Hawaii Resort. Auburn Week! You just said a look at the penis over there. Well, that's like Samantha. I was like role playing. Yes, no, I got it. I, no, I got it. I got it. Yeah, that's how girls talk, too, dude, nope. in case you didn't know. It's called girl talk, like when just the ladies get together. Okay. Um, I like Auburn because when LSU beat Auburn in 1995, it was the first time that a team that I liked was actually good. Uh, my whole childhood ever like memories of watching LSU and the Saints. They were just terrible. So, 1995, LSU beat Auburn to bring back the Magic game, and at that Auburn was top ten. LSU beat them 12 to six. Troy Twilley interception in the end zone, and subsequently every year, like the game delivered. Right? I mean, it just always yeah. delivered a great game. We've had names for the games over the years. You played in in a lot of really great ones as well. Um, some some really memorable ones. And um, I just I love this week. I love this game. I love LSU Auburn, and I'm I'm always I'm always a little more jacked up for this week um, than others. I know, like for you, it's probably Florida. You know, Florida was was a was the kind of like at that time LSU and Florida were kind of like flip flopping national ch- titles. Well, I went through a transition period where it went from Florida to Alabama, the same way that uh, some LSU players went through a stage where they watched it go from Auburn to Florida. 
that ended sense. up deciding uh, the game. So, yeah, so no, no, no. Look, I, I mean, I, I think I ended up being four and one against Auburn. Of course, the one loss was against an Auburn team that ended up winning the national championship with probably the best uh, college football player that I've ever seen live in my entire life in Cam Newton. Um, and LSU that day allowed over 400 rushing. That was a, that was a record of futility for LSU's defense. This is the most uh, yardage rushing that an LSU defense ever allowed. Uh, suffice to say, I don't think we're going to see Auburn run for 400 yards on Saturday. Robbie uh, Ashford, uh, the I, most premier league name in the entire SEC. Can he get it done with his legs? Probably not. Uh, I wanted. To, like, can we start with the with the Garrett Dellinger news? Um, yeah. So he broke his hand against Missouri. They thought he might try to give it a go this week, but he's so he's going to be on the shelf. He's likely not going to play. Had surgery. They'll probably club it and see if he can play oh, next week. That's tough to play with a club, dude. So uh, much O line's grabbing. Well, he won't get called for holding. We know that much. Well, and but see, that's the problem, right? It could. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but like, he could almost end up being an ironic situation where because you can't grab, you hug, and then you end up holding more. That makes sense. Because instead of grabbing the inside, you're doing one of these, but. But, I mean, you still want Dellinger in there. He's good enough to justify playing with a club, but you don't want to overpush him, obviously. Especially not against an Auburn team that looks pretty shitty right now, if we're being completely honest. Wait, so go back to Dellinger, though, real quick, because I do want to... So yeah, I want to talk Dellinger. Here's, sure. so I want to pick your brand of Dellinger. I haven't really fully processed what I think the post-Dellinger plan should be yet. All right, so I'll tell you. So here's just my, my sort of surface-level view. Number one, I think... LSU's offensive line is not very good to begin with. I'd be more concerned if they lost an impactful player at a position where they were good, like Mason Smith. But they filled it, right? I mean, we've seen Makai Wingo play really, really good. So huh. because the line isn't that great, I, I don't know. Are that they still not that great, though, dude? They're, they're, that, that's up in the air. I'm not saying they're great, but they're definitely not what they looked like against Florida State. Now, they haven't run into anybody like number five again yet, but, like, Y'all all told me that Mississippi State D-line was good. I tried to tell you I didn't think they were that good. They whooped that Mississippi State D-line's ass. Like, they whooped their ass. They didn't run the ball. Both tackles graded out at over an 80 in pass protection. Pa- two okay. freshman tackles, Passport that is, is fine. Yeah, exactly. You're in that, and that's, that's, I mean, that's, the, that's my, the harder thing my, to, to but do. No, no, no. Okay. My bigger concern for this offense is the ability to have any type of a and I'll use this word loosely, but traditional running game. Wait, Outside you, you, of Jaden Daniels just taking off and running. And no, I, don't, no, but I you, don't know that they're going to do that regardless this year. But this Mississippi State D-line, one thing they're not good at is rushing the passer, right? They are pretty good at run defense just because they're big. And you broke them by the end of the game. Like, you had runs that were hitting for two early that started hitting for four and for five, and then you got the punctuation on the 48-yarder where the safety took an angle that clearly showed you he was sick of hitting Armani Goodwin. It's one of those kind of, oh, I misjudged side angles. You're kind of like, ah. It's, it's like it's, it's, it's on the scale where the, the worst end of the scale for the defender is the guy at Auburn jumping on Leonard Fournette because he didn't want to hit him and, like, ending up looking like a varsity blues, like, Hollywood movie. Like, if that's the worst end of the scale, this guy was a little bit towards the middle. But he took one of those angles where he's kind of like, eh. So I don't know, man. I, all I'm saying on this offensive line, Matt, the tackles are true freshmen. Uh, they will run into elite pass rushers that are going to give them fits. But I have been shocked, and I mean truly shocked, at how good the film has been the last two weeks. And it has given me renewed energy. And it all has to do with, first and foremost, Emory Jones, a right tackle, who looks 
way beyond his years and beyond his reps. Like, Campbell's a bit ahead, but, like, Emory Jones didn't play much right tackle. Did he play it all during camp? Probably some parts where we didn't see. I'm guessing they repped him some. He was mostly at left guard. Yeah. When we saw him, he was the second left guard, but he did rep in the rotation at right tackle. Okay, okay, well, that's good. That, and that's why Brad Davis's cross-training here is paying dividends, right? Because he looked, he looks to have such a good body control for his size yeah. and his youth. And, and Campbell's the same way. Again, it's just that Campbell's a bit more farther along because he has been like, hey, you are the left tackle. Go be the left tackle. But, yeah, I, Brad, I am so excited for the potential of Jones and Campbell offensively. And then you flip the other side of the ball, and Harold Perkins is a freaking freak. But, but hold on, real quick on the line. Charles Turner's also done very good at center. Obviously, the operational issues need to continue to be cleaned up. But what I liked about the New Mexico film is that New Mexico team moved a ton. Like, everything. I mean, Brian Kelly, you said in the press conference, you were there, where he was like, uh, you know, last week it was like never the person gonna, in front of you yeah, wasn't going to be there. When they snapped the ball. And yeah. they did a good job of dealing with all that. That is not going to be the case this week. But it was still nice for Charles Turner to be the mental leader of a group that figured all that out. So, no, I mean, outside of right guard which it feels like Bradford was probably going to be the answer there with Delinger left. Like, this line has potential to be a good SEC offensive line. I'm not, I'm not going to say a top one, but, like, I think if we were to sit here at the end of the year, I think they would be in the upper half. Okay. Be at, like, six, maybe six even. So, to, to the point about Dellinger, I, I think at this point, Dellinger is a better left guard than Miles Frazier, who's going to play. We saw Miles Frazier start the opener at left guard when Dellinger played center. But I really don't think that it's so dramatically going to impact LSU's offensive efficiency or what they're going to try to do in this game. My bigger concern, quite honestly, is what if Charles Turner turns an ankle? Yeah, that's bad. Because Dellinger's your backup center, and I literally well, have no idea who they would put it would in It would be Marlon Martinez, right? Didn't he do it last year? I have no idea. Okay, I I'm, have no I'll, idea who I'll, they would put in the center. I'll have to try to see. I don't even know how you would look this up. You can't. There's no database for looking at who played what position in a game, is there? Like on the offensive I'm, line, I'm not pulling, to my knowledge. I'm pulling up his bio because typically LSU will, in in a player's bio, tell you where they played. I want to say that Marlon Martinez played center sparingly last year. Uh, I could be wrong in that, but I, but I think he is. I, I think he's nope, the guy. No, he didn't. He played at right guard against McNeese, Ole Miss, and Arkansas. Was it Xavier Hilden? He played um, uh, 61 snaps at right guard, and then uh, career best 77 snaps at right guard against Arkansas. KMC, yeah, okay, but K, KMC points it out. And, and to be fair, I, I got a little lazy watching the film, and once the second line went in, I actually stopped watching. And, and I should have watched them to see how they're developing, but I didn't, so that's on me. But uh, KMC and a couple others in the chat have said that um, it was Marlon last week. As well, the, last uh, week. As, as the uh, backup center. I said last center. year. Well, no, no, I, I did say last year. I meant okay. last year. I thought I remembered him getting stabs at center last year. Maybe I'm wrong. But it seems like, uh, okay, and then Z-Lens is also saying in the chat that Marlon snaps during pregame warm-ups. So I'm guessing that Marlon Martinez would be your guy. Right, so that would be your guy. Uh, um, but the point is, you're already thin there, and so losing Dellinger doesn't help. And um, really, I, I mean, I, I want to see now Charles Stern. He did good against Mississippi State. Very good. I want to see, though, is this a figment? Am I being tricked here? Or is Turner really going to be that guy in the middle? And then everything does slot out quite nicely, if he is. So, um... Frazier at left guard. I, so I guess overall, I'm telling you, like, I would be way more concerned if you told me, like, one of the tackles was hurt or if Charles Turner was out. 
I think Dellinger is one of your best five linemen. Huh. I just don't think for what you're trying to accomplish on Saturday that your left guard is going to be the most integral part of what you're trying to do. That is so fair. I'm, that is fair. And, I, and I'll say this again, which I said against Florida State and against Mississippi State. I'm going to say it again. Jaden Daniels is going to be your leading rusher. I don't think they're capable of being a competent, traditional rushing offense. I just don't think they're capable of doing it. Not yet. I mean, I'm going to... I'm going to have to see Well, it, I mean, I, I guess it depends on what we mean by competent, though, right? Because we shouldn't shy away from quarterback runs in an effort to achieve some sort of traditional I'm not, I'm good with it. competency. No, no, no. I'm good with it. But I'm, I'm saying, saying but, like, but I mean, but within the context go, of Jaden being your leading rusher, you can still actually put together a competent rushing attack. And I feel like they did that against Mississippi State and, uh, and, I'd rather and New Mexico. See, I'd rather see my running backs if it wasn't well, like so. Let's. I know, and I think I'm going to assume, and I may be wrong here. Again, I'm assuming. No one's really asked about Armani Goodwin. Uh, it didn't Ke- look good. <laughs> Kelly gave an update on Monday and said he's kind of day to day. It looked they bad. They said day to day. Yeah, he said it looked bad on Saturday. So I'm I'm kind of operating under the assumption that he's not going to be a go. We'll see, and I hope I'm wrong. But if he's not, I mean, I'd like. I've to been see- operating under the same assumption the entire time. I didn't even looked up a quote or anything. Yeah. Because I just, yeah. That's what Brian Kelly said on Monday with the update. He said Armani was, was, sort of, was day-to-day. Um, but if he doesn't go, like, I'd, I would love to see a situation where you had a running back carry 18 times for 104 yards. Your backs combined for 25 carries for a buck 62 or something. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't think we're going to see that from this team. I think you're, you're going to have to rely on Jaden Daniels' feet to move the sticks because... I well, just, also because it's your best path forward, though. I, I mean, we've talked is, about that a ton. Yeah, but but again, it's back to my point where I don't think Dellinger being out is going to impact what they're trying to do or what they're able to do offensively. Okay, That's but here here here's we go. Here we go, though, Matt. I mean, if you add up the running back stats from Mississippi State, you ended up twenty carries, or no, it would be twenty-two carries for one fourteen. That's not that bad. Okay, and. 47 of it. Seven came on the long but, touchdown but, run. But, but what's the timing of the run? What's the timing of the run? You can't but you game. can't just dismiss I, that. I though. get it. I get it. But what I'm talking about That's the haymaker from the body blows. But you're also talking about in the context of this game, you were down 13 nothing in the first half and your defense had to shut them out in the second half, which there were a lot of field goal in the second half. Field goal or, sh- or the sh- Well, no, 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 Yes, you can look in totality at the Mississippi State game because LSU won and say it worked out and the body shots and it worked late. But what's going to happen in a game where it doesn't flow the way it did against Mississippi State? You need maybe to be able to grind out a drive and you're not able to do a scare. That's, that, that, that's the only point I'm making. But we're agreeing fundamentally on Jaden Daniels running is a good thing. It's your best path forward. Like, all that we agree on. Yeah. I just, I, my point is, I, back to where we started, I would love to have Garrett Dellinger there. I don't think it actually is going to impact the outcome of this game. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I think to your point, if you were to ask me where could you most afford a personnel loss, I would have said at right guard, uh, and then almost maybe even right guard again. No, I would, I would have said right guard and then probably Dellinger. But the thing is, Dellinger is very, very good and has been. Actually, your most consistent performer all year long. But you do have two right guards you feel good about. And with the cross training of Brad Davis, right guard and left guard is not that different, right? So I would imagine this would just simply be 
Bradford and Miles Frazier slotting in as your guard. Yeah. And then maybe maybe a third guy, uh, a, a, a Cardell Thomas, maybe Xavier Hill, Marlon T. Like maybe a third guy ends up getting some reps as well in there. You didn't Shorts, which is so Oh, he's good at said Shorts. No, no, that's just a brain fart. I, no, I really I, don't know who the next guy would No, be. I know, but I'm just saying the fact that it wasn't a very obvious choice is kind of – like he's. if there's one big surprise I have on the line, that it's, it's Tremont Shorts. I thought coming in – a guy who was an FCS All-American, the reputation of like a big physical run-blocking road grader. I thought he was so seamlessly going to move into one of the guard spots and be a starter, and it just that just hasn't been the case. By the way, um, some of you were asking, uh, Michter's 10-year rye is uh, what we're sipping on tonight. Hell yeah. It is a uh, magnificent pour. Um, I actually, I'm not a huge fan of Michter's 10, the bourbon, but the Michter's 10-year rye is magnificent. Um, uh, I, I, and Michter's has charred uh, barrels well which are or the, or the toasted barrel which is one of my favorite pours ever but uh, yeah Michter's 10 year right and there the break even bottle tonight is six dollar Blanton's so oh. if you want to drink Blanton's six dollars a Damn. pour tonight so uh, come on by while we're here again if you're watching or listening to this on demand that's only while we're here during the show you have the break even pours where uh, oh, whatever okay. we're sipping on is discounted and whatever T-Bob has is his uh this his is the, the Novo Foco Cajaca that's easy for you to say exactly Cajaca because it's a cocktail. Novo Foco Hakaka, Art in the Sage, Blue Curacao, Agave Nectar, and Lemon. And, uh, yeah, I got to say, man, like I said, I have never been a cocktail man uh, huh? before I came here. Huh? And I'm kind of loving craft cocktails now. They're, they're so adventurous. I just get new little taste journeys every single week. Um, do we want to talk about Auburn being awful? There's really bad. They are really bad. They're yeah. They are man. How did they get? It to would be, be so. so it bad. would be so supremely disappointing if LSU doesn't do well this weekend, because you look like a markedly better team. And it's not just me saying that, Matt. The analytics love you. Fucking Bill Connolly's S and P Plus has you at twelve in the country right now. Which again, it's predictive. All it cares about is the data itself. And against the bad teams, LSU was perfect. And even against the good teams, Matt, right? They were really good against Florida State for one quarter. Mm -hmm. They were really good against State for two. They've only really been awful for two quarters the entire year. So I understand predictive analytic measures liking them. But, like, no, I think LSU is a markedly better team than Auburn. Las Vegas has you a nine-point favorite. Yes, exactly. But but, but I was going to say, I was going to say, even though, no, no, I was going to say, even when you're at, even a functioning Auburn. And you're now catching Auburn in a death spiral. Yeah. Like a plane that is stalled out. It just can't re-get any juice. Like, we are watching the crash firsthand. Um, this, like, I'm sure you're going to push back on this, but I just, I, well, actually, I don't know if you'll push back on this. I'm just, I'm leery. Uh, first time this, like, what I don't want to do. No, I get it. What I, here's I what I don't want to do. Here's what I don't want to do. I don't want to overvalue looking good against Southern Mississippi State and New Mexico. I don't want to overvalue that. I think it is objective fact You're not wrong, dude. that LSU is a better team today than they were against Florida State. They have figured out a lot about themselves over a month, and, and the, the, the games on the schedule came at a great time, the way this first month was, was structured to get you past Florida State and before October. But here's what I'll tell you also. I am really concerned that you keep kicking the ball out of bounds. Well, he's not um, kicking off anymore, right? Right. Ramos did not kick yeah. off the last kickoff. They let uh, Diver do it. Um, 
So this will be a, a freshman's first time kicking off, you know, and we'll see. You kick it out of bounds, give them the ball at the 30. Or if you squib it, maybe they get an 88-yard return like Mississippi State did. Like your coverage units have not been great. You missed a 38-yard field goal. Um, like those things are concerning. Uh, you, you know, Jack Besh fielded a couple of punts he probably shouldn't have, but I think those are coachable moments. I think a lot of these things are coachable, right? But you know, the procedure penalties against Mississippi State were concerning. Um the, the drive against New Mexico where you would have had second and goal from the one and instead you end up with third and yeah, goal from, awesome. the 30, from the 30. I mean, that was pure college like, football. That is, that, is just, that is the beauty I know, of college but, football. But here's, here's the point I'm making. Like, you can do that against New Mexico and it doesn't fucking matter because you yeah. beat the shit out of New Mexico and it doesn't matter. Oh, you'd be furious if you, there was you, uh, you fucking do, Auburn. You do it against Auburn it. and we're looking back in hindsight and we're doing the same thing we did against against yeah. Florida State where you're like, man, he threw the ball to, or the, the Dellinger snap over Daniel's head, which was a 15-yard net loss, right? On LSU's opening possession of the game. Yeah. You know, it's like those are the kinds of things where you're like, fuck, man, like that in a game like this, you when you're going up against a bad team, that's the kind of thing that open. It, it's. I, I mean, if you want to like a Saints analogy, it was. It's the, the 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 Camara fumble, or you know, which led to the scoop and score, yeah. or the, on the first possession of the Saint of the game, the Saints completed pass to Michael Thomas down to the Carolina nineteen. It's negated fifteen yards for a chop block. Yeah, and like immediately you had a chance to jump on a team that was down, and instead you let them up off the mat, you let them breathe, and they build more confidence, and they ended up beating you. So it's like. That's what you can't let happen. I mean, I don't mean to be so cliche, but that's what you can't let happen in this game. Auburn is toxic right now. They're, yes. They, they're, don't they let them suck. get faith. Like, they, they're so mentally yes. fragile they're, right they now. Suck. Don't let them their get fans, any belief. The fans know they suck. Harson's going to be fired. Like, they were a dude. How about AJ dropping. McCarron just coming out and saying that he's already been informed that he's been fired? Everybody well. has denied it. But on AL.com today, AJ McCarron was uh, out there on a Ringer podcast with Kevin Clark. Shout out, Kevin Clark. Saying that. Um, yeah, saying that Harson's already been informed that, that he is fired. But everybody has denied that. Everybody has denied that. Well, of course they're going to deny it. But, but, but anyway, look, I mean, I, I just I, – I, you just you just can't let that team off the mat. Like, you just can't let them have any Smell hope. this thing, dude. Just I can't that, smell it. Oh, yeah. Well, let me try. Maybe I can. It's so fragrant, dude. I don't know I what can, exactly it is. Is that the – Oh, I can't smell that. May, oh, that's the sage. Huh. How about that? It's super weird. I – um. So I, I lost my smell with COVID two years ago, and I haven't gotten it back. But the weird thing is, like, I can smell. And Haldane, shout out Brain, Brian Haldane told me, like, when people lost their smell with COVID, when they would start to get it back, the first thing they would smell were, like, earthy things. Okay, like a, Like a potato dude. or something. Hell yeah. So it's weird. Like, I can smell whiskey. Like, I can nose whiskey. I can nose wine. I can smell Sages, that a little bit. Okay, dude. I can smell that. Like, uh, but, but, like. If I took my son's shit diaper and put it right into my face, I don't smell a damn thing. Okay, well, you know, that doesn't, seem, that doesn't seem the way the worst but here, trade-off but, but here's the But here's the bad part. The kid could be walking around with shit on his ass for an hour, ah. and I wouldn't know it. You know what I mean? Like, that's the, that's the bad part. Life is full of fucked-up contradictions, isn't it? Yeah, dude. Like, there's been times <laughs> there's been times where, like, I, ba- I bathed him, I've got him ready for bed, and, like, and he's about, no he's, idea. and I didn't, and Eric is like, something stinks, and, like, he had, he had pooped. Oh, no, I'm like, otherwise dude. he would have been... Who has slept all night with that on him, you know? Well, that fucking sucks, dude. But, hey, 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 but, but, okay. As else you can try to kick Auburn's ass, glass half full, at least we're getting our earthy smells back. Right? I mean, yeah. we'll see, dude. We'll see. But I'll tell you this. If there is a scent that you have to lose, smell is definitely the one to lose. Like, I'm... Out of I'm, five senses? Like, I'm good with it. Yeah, I mean... Like, yeah. I'm okay. Cool. I mean, there's touch, there's, there's things sight, you miss a little bit. Hearing. I, I, yeah, mean, I feel that. Think about everything else. Like, 
you know, it's pretty integral. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, what okay, what I don't know that I agree with. Well, I don't know that I disagree. You're talking about not overvaluing these lesser games, right? And I want to say that I fully recognize. I may be overvaluing these lesser games, okay? I really might be. Maybe I'm overvaluing how good Mississippi State actually is, and they're not actually that good. Now, I think the fact that Vegas has them favored over A&M by, what, is it still three and a half? Three and a half this weekend. I think that tells you that, okay, they're, you know, they're, they're a pretty frisky team. But um, I, 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 I may be guilty of that. But, Matt, one thing you said is that a lot of the issues are coachable. And if the issues are coachable, the evidence I've gathered from this staff thus far has me feeling very positive about fixing those coachable issues. Except special teams. Um, Bro, that shit has just kept popping up. Like, you well, got to be not honest. not the field goal, though. Different avenues, right? It's been something different every game, but you've still managed but to... But isn't uh, that the problem? Like, God, Well, damn. both isn't and it isn't. I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a classic football coach thing here. If it's a different mistake, then I'm okay with it. If it's the same mistake, that's when you start to get furious, right? And so... Yes, it's not ideal that a new issue is cropped up every week, but again, at the same time, it's not like they're still fucking up field goal protection. Yeah, yeah, okay, fair. if they were, that would be just maddening, right? So, so yeah. Look, no, no, no. Let's be clear, Matt. Like, I'm talking very, you know, uh, positively about this team. It's like an eight and four team. Like, like I don't want to, I don't want to go overboard here. But my point is. You should beat the hell out of Auburn. This is not an 8-4 team. This is a broken and a bad Auburn team. And even though I may be guilty of overvaluing these wins for LSU, it's not just the raw numbers of the wins themselves. It's how they've done it. It's everything we talk about on this show. It's the personnel changes. It's play calling, adjusting to better uh, feature the personnel of this office. It's a madhouse defense, Matt, that looks fucking locked in. I don't care who you play against. Doing what they did this last game, holding the team to two first downs and 80 yards, is is absurd. Yeah. It's absurd. And New Mexico's not Southern. Like, like, don't make that mistake. New Mexico's an okay football team for these type of situations, and you essentially played perfect defensively against them. And, and you had a lot of names that I thought shine that I want to see going forth. Harold Perkins will be a dog no matter who you're playing. I want to see, can guys like Savian Jones... And he was pretty good against Mississippi State. Well, he'd be a weapon in SEC play. Um, guys like uh, Xavier Carter coming in for B.J. Ojolari looked solid off of the edge. Again, they were bigger than that New Mexico line, so we'll see. But but I just um, I love I, I just love this defense. And you know what? Auburn can't throw. They have to run. And you know what this defensive backfield does well? Fucking run support. Greg Brooks lays the wood. Jay Ward lays the wood. Makai Gardner did an excellent job of setting the job. Even Eli Ricks had a TFL last game. So it's no, like, no, no, one, no, no, no. yeah. Eli Ricks plays for Bama, bro. Oh, what'd I say? Uh, who do I mean then? Oh, Seven Banks. Excuse me. Even Seven <laughs> Banks had a, uh, had, a, had, had a TFL last game. So, no, I mean, this is a... So... And, and if no. you're talking about... Sorry, last thing. No, no, no. If you're talking about trying to deal with an explosive running team, which I would not describe Auburn as that, but it would maybe be the thing you would be most worried about, uh, tackling secondary shuts down any long run plays. And LSU has been really damn good in that regard. So there were, there were two things that I wanted to talk about. One was was Dellinger. And I do want to talk to you or ask you about him trying to play with potentially a club. Yeah. But, but two was you're getting Joe Fouché back this week. Oh, yeah. 
And it, so it sucks that you lose Major Burns for three to six weeks um, because he's been really good. Uh, and he was really good last year, but his season ended due to injury. Now it looks like he's going to miss three to six weeks with a neck deal. But um, the time, sometimes like, sometimes in life you just get fucking lucky and timing works out. And this is one of those things. Like Joe Fouché, if, ever, if there was a game on the schedule where I said, okay, that's a Joe Fouché game, it's this one. Joe Fouché play, has played 44 career games. He started 33 times. He's played Auburn all four years. So he started at Auburn. That's your hair twice. Let's go. Dude. And Joe Fouché, like, I don't know if you if you got to watch him at all against Ar- when he was at Arkansas. Joe Fouché's rep was a, a box safety. He's a box safety that defends the run. Perfect. His, like, I pulled up his, here's his tackle stats. So keep Jay Ward in the nickel? Here, here's his, here's Joe Fouché's tackle stats for his career. Oh, wow. Last year he had 72. In 2020 COVID year, so fewer games, 60. As a sophomore, 2019, 87 tackles. And yeah, then I as mean, a freshman, that's, played that is, that is, I mean, both like, 2020 and 2021 are at least six tackles a game. 2019, he was probably closer to no, seven. No, this is more. This is more because it was 10 games. Oh, yeah, 10 games. Yeah, yeah. But the, but the point is, yes, those are very high numbers for safety. He's, that's, like, that's That's great that's for this Auburn game. If for this game, for this game against a team that can't throw it, that's going to try to run Bigsby and Hunter, and with Robbie Ashford being a runner as well, He's perfect for it. Robbie Ashford. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, like, I wouldn't be surprised if on Saturday when we're doing scone and tea or whiskey and wine, huh. I wouldn't be, feel the same. I wouldn't, I, know, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if Joe Fouché is LSU's leading tackler. It would not, in the game, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, him and Jay Ward would be racing to the top. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, look, I, 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 I agree. Fouché coming back is perfect time, but. Hasn't Greg, Brooks, hasn't Greg Brooks kind of been your box safety after him and Jay Ward switch? Yeah. With Major in the back? So, so I wonder how they're going to do that. So I I would guess Brooks will play deep middle and Joe Fouché plays plays in the box. I mean, they either could, either, either can do it, obviously. And I, I candidly don't – I mean, I've kind of get the feeling that Brooks was more of like that nickel safety at Arkansas. But Fouché is a box safety. It's what no, he does. No, Brooks was the nickel uh, uh, the, the, the nickel corner, I guess, at Arkansas, which is why the Jay Ward switch was in at first. But they've both been really good. Yeah. Whatever. The point is, I, I guess I'm not overly concerned about it because Matt House has shown a really good ability these last few games to put his players in good position. Like, if you could put together the game plan that he did to confuse Will Rogers – who remains the second-highest passer in the country, even with an LSU game where he did not put up numbers. If you could put together that... Like, Matt, there are three quarterbacks that have thrown for 16 touchdowns on the year right now. It's Drake May, it's uh, uh, C.J. Stroud, and it's Will Rogers. He did none of that against LSU. So if you're telling me if Madhouse could put together a game plan to stop that offense of that guy, you're going to tell me... They're going to struggle to stop Robbie Ashford or TJ Finley? Is, is Finley out or in? I know Brian Kelly was saying that he had, they were pairing for both. Um, Brian Harson on the coach's teleconference today um, said that they expected him to practice a little bit, but he was he was uh, indefinite. Little, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, well, either way, like you're going to tell me that that DC that confused Leach and Rogers isn't going to be able to put together a plan to stop. 
this Auburn offense that is awful that scored 14 early against uh, against Missouri. A lot of it due to a turnover, and they could not do anything after that. No, I don't buy it. Dude. Uh, I don't buy it. All right, we're gonna get right. we will get to your questions, <laughs> so you can fire away, drop them in Facebook or YouTube. Uh, if you're on YouTube, please smash that like button if you haven't done so yet. Subscribe out to the channel. Facebook, please uh, like the page, share the posts. Get your questions and we'll get to those. We're going to pick the Ooh, SEC games. Hey, and oh. here it comes. Here it comes. That's why oh, we love Olive Orchard. I knew it. It's the seven. I knew he was bringing the seven-year Okay, wood so I should year. not do a, oh, uh, a big gosh. pour here? Is that no, the, uh, you the shouldn't. Just um, a little pour. So Willett is uh, there. Willett's big, like, um, you know, notable uh, allocated release that everyone loves is the purple top. Well, this year they also released a seven-year rye. Their typical uh, Willett rye that you'll see places is four years age stated, but they, they released a seven-year rye which is this one and i had a chance to try them both here at oliver twist um, when we did this as a break even a few months back and i actually like this seven year rye better than oh, better than the purple better top. than the purple top yeah i remember you talking about the purple top like it's very uh, big deal uh, i'm just gonna do a little bit yeah you can pour me that, that makes more sense then hey life is good it feels like fall outside i got a delicious right. cocktail okay there it was what uh no no good um, all right, so we're going to we'll, we'll pick games. Old, I feel like there was something else that I, man, I should have written it down. Now I forgot. Lost my train of thought. All right, let's talk about the week coming up in uh, in the Southeastern Conference. Um, Are you playing? I know you never bet LSU the same. I don't, and I won't. But if you were, what would you play in this LSU game? I would take Auburn in nine. What about if it's at seven and a half? Uh, I'd take seven and a half. Okay. It's just a lot of points for a home team in the SEC. It is. That's just a lot of points. It definitely is. I would not be surprised if LSU covers, but I will not be betting the game. Um, Guess what? What? I'm a fucking idiot. And I did the second oh, biggest Jesus bet Christ. of my life on you LSU. Nine? Seven and a half. I oh. got it early. I hopped on it early uh, before I watched the film, and now I can't tell if I'm watching the film with confirmation bias or if That's I'm like, objectively do watching That's it. why I don't do it. I had to get the line at seven and a half, right there dude. I had to get the line at seven and a half. What the fuck do you want me to I do, I want dude? to sit here and be able to tell you objectively what I think and not have okay. even subconsciously, okay. even subconsciously <laughs> have, <laughs> have a wager come into my head. Okay, so tell me objectively what you think about Harvard. I think Auburn is a bad football team. Okay, I objectively but agree. <laughs> I also know that, that I also know this that LSU has not won by double digits at Auburn since 1998. It was a 31-19 game, and that LSU team wasn't yep. very good. But that was the year Auburn fired Terry Bowden. Like it is, it you it is hard to win at Auburn. It is hard to win at Jordan Hare. LSU's not had a lot of success in that venue over the years. Like that is a that is a fact. They got the shit kicked out of there two years ago in a COVID year. I get it. They won the walk off with with Cole Tracy in 2018. Yeah. Um, you know, 2016 was like you were a much better team than them in 2016. And that was when Les got fired after that loss. The SEC Thunderdome, hell of a game. You know, it it, it should have never like. That should have never come down to that. The 2016 team was was uber talented. They were preseason, I think, number three in the country. Um, 2014, you got the shit kicked out of you there. 2012, dude. The, all right, this is the best. This is the best comp. The 2012 Auburn team is the worst football team in Auburn history. They were 0-8 in the SEC. It's when Chizik got fired two years after winning the national. Yeah, they were awful. They were 0-8 in the SEC and got shit housed by everybody. LSU. That was 2012. 
the LSU was number two in the country when they went to Jordan Hare. LSU was losing that game 10 to 9 at half. The only scoring in the second half was a field goal. LSU won it 12 to 9 against the worst team in Auburn history. Like, I've just seen weird shit with this series. I like we all have. It's just I, I just want LSU to win it. Just I don't really I don't give a fuck the score. I don't care how it looks. I just want to win it because yeah. this is one that I know we're gonna look at LSU improving as the season goes along, but your first road conference game, first road conference came for Brian Kelly, first time that they're changing routine, like he said, getting on a plane and all that shit, tough place to play. Like, I think it's going to be really hard to win at Florida. I think it's going to be really hard to win at Arkansas and at Texas A&M. I think you, you've got to get this win, so just find a fucking way to win it. Yes, you're, th- this is one of those wins, Matt, where if we were doing the preseason math, we would have had this as a coin flip. It's transformed into a must-win if you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're trying to hit the numbers uh, that you want to hit. No, man, look, I, I, I feel you. I feel you. I, I guess I think the difference would be I'm just so impressed with the improvement that the staff has shown. Now, what I am a bit worried about is Oh, like, I remember what I was going to say. Okay, well, you, okay, go ahead. Matt House. Yeah. You, were, you were talking about Matt House. We, if you remember when we were coming out, I, we were doing an episode of Scone and Tea, and um, when they were coming out of camp, and we were doing camp observations, and one of my observations was the defense is much better than I thought they were. And remember, we were looking at scrimmages and stuff, and there were days where the offense was having good success against the defense. And and my, my point to you, you're like, well, does that mean the offense is good or the defense is bad? Eternal or whatever. camp paradox. Yeah, exactly. And I said, well, the thing we know, though, is like we know certain things about this defense are good. Like we know objectively LSU's defensive line is good. Like we know Ollie Gay and B.J. Ojolari and Mason Smith and like we and Jaqueline were like, these are good players. We know... Like, we know they're – so if you're having success in certain areas against players that we know are good, like, then you're capable of having success against good teams. And I told you that I thought one of my big takeaways was the defense was better than I even thought. Like, I came out yeah. of fall camp thinking they were better yeah. than I thought. A lot of that goes to Mason Smith, but even, yes. Even still, I didn't think they would be what they've been through the first month. And, and this is a huge hat tip. So you're saying you think they better, they've been better in this first month than you thought they would it, be? Well, I think it's, yeah, it's followed what, what I thought. Like, they were better than I thought they were going to be, and they've shown that to be the case. But, but with, with Matt House, I think this is, a, this is further validation of Brian Kelly's ability to hire defensive coordinators. When yeah. he was hired, we talked about this, because he, he, remember he got, um, he had Elko. Yep. He had uh, Bob Diaco. Yep. Mar- Marcus Freeman. Um, the one swing and miss, I think, was Brian Van Gorder, who at one time had been with the Falcons, and he hired him there. Gorder! But, but um, he has shown, Brian Kelly has shown, again, a real ability to acknowledge and, and identify really good defensive co- co- coordinators, defensive yeah. coaches. So, like, Straight you're, you're going to lose Matt House eventually. He's going to go be a head coach somewhere. It's why he's here. Matt House is here to be a head coach in college. You're better about brought to being a head coach in college as being a college DC rather yeah. than being an NFL linebackers coach. He's here. Look at Dan Landing. Yes, he's he is here to get a college head coaching job. Look at Dave Aranda. And it's it's gonna happen. Look at Mike Elko. Bob Diaco. Look at Marcus Freeman. Bob Diaco. Well, look. I actually I actually don't know who Bob Diaco is. I just said Bob yeah. Diaco was there before Van Gorder and he became the head coach, I think, at UConn. Okay. But uh anyway. Um, so I guess I guess that has, my brother Bob. That has va- validated, I think, Kelly's ability to continue hiring great defensive coaches. Okay, does it? Yeah, no, I think uh, I'm, I'm I'm pretty enamored 
with Matt House right now. Uh, but if Auburn goes up and puts up numbers on them, I will be just as pissed off just as quickly. Uh, with Hurricane Ian, a couple of games in the conference this weekend have been moved. Uh, South Carolina State at South Carolina has been moved to Thursday, and then yeah. Eastern Washington at Florida, they bumped to Sunday. A lot of Florida people are mad at me right now. I saw that tweet you had earlier, yeah. dude. <laughs> um, I don't care. Look, there's... Well, so, I mean, everybody's got to understand. Like, I know some people are going to be very upset, and 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 I know a lot of people who have lived through the worst of what hurricanes have or offer are rightfully upset. I get that perspective. But in life... We make jokes about things for some people that have been fucked up, but for others have not, right? And, like, if you've lived in Louisiana for a long time or anywhere where hurricanes hit, most people have a pretty benign relationship with hurricanes where it fucking sucks, but um, you're kind of used to them, right? So, I mean, I don't know, dude. I I think think, think jokes should be allowed, but that's just just, just me. My my point was simply that there, there are coexisting realities. Number one, I can be totally empathetic toward the people in the path of, of yes Ian, yes well which, which i am we've all i'm we've a big all lived i'm a big coexisting truths fan we've so all I been there the point that i that i was making is that while that also that exists and exists on a shelf similarly if the southeastern conference continues to exist in this region which they will um like six years ago oh, with hurricane matthew good. or like now there, there are going to be more storms in the future yeah that affect um, game sched- game scheduled events like it just that's that's a reality like it is going to happen so there have to be precedents and protocols in place for how you deal with these things and the way Florida handled this is what LSU asked them to do six years ago <laughs> which they were completely unwilling to do yeah. and somehow well I know how because Joe Oliva was a PR nightmare LSU got painted as the, the asshole bad guy in that oh. situation when literally what Florida did with Eastern Washington was make a decision on Tuesday to move a game from Saturday to Sunday. And that was something LSU was willing to do, and Florida said flatly no to everything that was suggested to get the game played. And ultimately, because, again, Joe Oliva is terrible at PR and the worst athletic director I've ever seen, LSU got painted as the bad guy. But it's worth pointing out that, like, the thing you did this time is the thing you refused to do last time, and there are protocols and procedures in place for when this inevitably happens again. Yes, we don't want there to be loss of life and property, and that's way more important. I mean, I can put things into context and perspective, obviously. There's things that are way more important than a fucking game. Yeah, but, but at the same you're gonna time, play the fuck game, Florida. But you're going to play the game. and or college. The football right. team. Not the state. But you're going to play college. the game, and so you football find a way to get it done. So that's that's what I said. But, but P's I, and P's Florida but I, State. I clipped 20 seconds of me just saying, you know, basically double birds to UA holes for, for, for not <laughs> I know, doing I love it, and dude. So, and so they, they took that and were like, oh, look, he fucking hates Hurricane. Look at all these this disasters. Good, like, dude. Like, no, nah, it's a 20-second TikTok. Dude. Nah, so dude, good, dude. Fuck like, him. Fuck like, Florida. Like the shit. Gators, again. Fuck Florida, the Gators. All love and support to everybody in the path of the storm. But fuck this is Florida so magnificent. This is really one of my favorite rides ever. Really damn tasty. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Kentucky at Ole Miss. What do you think? Get your questions in. I have. Uh, okay. So, to be fair, I don't feel like I know a ton about Ole Miss this year. That's the beauty of this watched, game. Yeah, I've not watched any Ole Miss. That's film. the beauty of this game. Ole Miss um, looks great. Their stats are awesome, but they ha- they have not played anybody. So the interesting thing to me, Matt, uh, we played a game man versus machine on snaps, right? And we were kind of comparing, like, Connolly's S&P rankings, which, again, are predictive versus the AP, which is reactive, right? One is results-based, one is database. S&P, the Robots, love LSU. They fucking love Ole Miss. They have Ole Miss at six right now in the country. 
It's looking for sustainable aspects of football. Uh, they have Kentucky at 14. Ooh. Now, what's funny is in the AP, that relation, and it might be it's around 14. It's in the mid-teens. That relationship is flipped when it comes to the AP. So we kind of have, Matt, a, a man-versus-machine battle right here. What matters more when 16, trying to make these Kentucky, early? 16. Okay, there you go. So there you go. So what matters more when trying to make these early season judgments? Is it, is it the results that you have seen thus far, or is it what the data is saying? Ooh. And I'm kind of fascinated to watch it play out. Uh, I, for what it's worth, have a bet on Kentucky with the points, which went up to seven today that I saw, and I have a bet on the Kentucky money line. So Chris oh, Rodriguez really? returns. Yeah, Chris yeah, Rodriguez, Rodriguez returns. Back, it's huge. I'm, uh, I'm impressed with Will Levis, man. I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with Kentucky mainly, but 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 again, I, I'm not going to lead anybody else with me because I don't really know what Ole Miss is this year. Um, I think we have slow played Ole Miss for two reasons. One, they have not played anybody. Like, they've, they've played uh, – Georgia Tech was their notable um, non-conference. They played Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, and Tulsa. They basically had four weeks to – hone and fine-tune and figure out who they are, and they are going to be full fucking throttle in this game. It'll be packed out at Vaught-Hemingway. I like Ole Miss to win. Well, it's especially going to be packed out after Lane today. Yeah. Pulls an old Papa Nick. I'll be damned if that motherfucker didn't look exactly like Nick Saban with that goddamn Coke bottle on the podium, his his hands doing this thing with the shoulder shrug, and basically being like, I mean, I don't know, man. I tried to do social media, and you still don't want to come to the game. Shit, man. Like, the Good apple luck. does not far fall, fall far I had it, from the coaching rehabilitation tree. I had this ready to roll earlier today. From 2018, Saban. Yes, rant. I remember and, that. And rant. I was, I was going to do it side by side. I just ran out of time. I was going to do it side by side with Lane. I mean, it was the exact same. It's thing. insane. And Alabama though has stuck around since that rant, right? Like the fans have for the most part. No, have they not? I don't know. Actually, no, 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 no. Never mind. I take that back because in my Alabama group text next last week, and those are my high school friends. I would never willingly be in one. They were bitching about how sad uh, the upper bowl in uh, in Alabama looked. That's every stadium in the world. It's, I it's know, why I know, we haven't TVs talked about it all. Fan, it's why we haven't talked about it at all yet. But Tennessee, but like, it's why Tennessee being 11 a.m. sucks because you're probably only going to get one opportunity a year. Yeah, yeah Tennessee have would have a, been prime Tiger Stadium. It would have been full throat awesome. And it's still going to be sick, but like it would have been like yeah. Florida 2019. And that's the last time you had one of those. Yeah. You didn't have one either the last two years. I mean, that that was the – I mean, last year the Florida atmosphere was good. But, not, but it, it was yeah. 11 a.m., but it wasn't yeah. full. But yeah. the, the people that were there were loud. It was awesome, but it well, was like Mississippi State. The people that were there were loud, and, and they got treated to a show, but – the Mississippi State crowd was nothing to write home about. Uh, all right, Bama at Arkansas. Excuse me, Bama at the Arkan Frauds, <laughs> who now for the second consecutive year have been ranked in the top ten and summarily got the shit bro, kicked out of them because they're frauds. Bro, what Stanford. if KJ yeah. Jefferson doesn't jump from the four? They're right there what to go idiot. up twenty-one nothing. Well, that's why they're the Arkan Frauds because they're not good and they're not used to winning. I did love Sam Pittman's uh, comment afterwards. I don't know if you saw this. He no, said, what he, say? "He said it sucks that we lost, but what's great is that is that." We like is that it hurts, or like it it feels bad. Which oh, is it's not like it's like not like expected. Or, or, you're not yeah, like, we didn't. You're expect not, you're not it. like yeah. you're not like oh well, we played good. Yeah, like yeah. we were close. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So Bama, Bama, they're a 17 point favorite at the Arkansas. So I, I, I wrestled this again. a lot. Look, man, I got burned by Bama against Texas, taking the cover of the 20. Right. Yeah, me too. Um, 
I think I think it's very simple. I, I think I take Arkansas plus 17 and a half. Uh, I think Bama wins the game. I think that right now, Arkansas's pass defense is still awful. Uh, you know what's funny, Matt? Arkansas was giving up 350 yards a game through the air. However, the perfect remedy if you have a shitty pass defense is to play the Aggies. That got chopped down to 303. Texas A&M lopped 50 yards off Arkansas' <laughs> season average. Just lopped it off the top. They're no longer last. <laughs> Tennessee is last now after AR lit them up. But uh, but the point is, I still got major – like, Alabama doesn't have weapons necessarily like we're used to, but I, I don't think Arkansas' secondary any good. Arkansas does get after the pass, though. 20 sacks on the year. First in the country. Second place has 16. I can't – I can't remember who it is. Same place as 20 sacks on the year. Alabama's O-line gave up pressure in that Texas game. So I, I, I like Arkansas enough to cover, but I can't get there with like some sort of money line play. Maybe like a live, maybe a live action thing. Landon Jackson's got some sacks for him. How many is Landon Jackson have? I'm trying to see what the sack number is. CFBstats.com, bro. I'm telling you, CFBstats. No, no, CFBstats.com is the best and quickest stats I do. It's um, fucking incredible. All right. So, oh, the other one is A&M Mississippi State. Uh, yeah, I haven't played that, man. I. <sighs> you don't have to play every every game. I do play every game, but like small, whatever. I mean, it's just a way of me like making a decision. I'm not saying I put like. The only thing I put big money on this weekend is LSU. Because <laughs> guess what? How did that work last time? Yeah, yeah, guess what? I may have gotten burned. But all that means is that those, those nerves, they're now fucking numb. Burn me again, bitch. I can't feel it. Um, it, I mean, Mississippi's... Okay, so A&M's offense is awful. A&M's defense has talent probably underachieves. A&M's overall talent and athleticism allows them to win special teams. Games in Starkville? Yes. I'm going to go Mississippi State here. Um, I don't know. I do not know if I'd take them to cover. I, I think Mississippi State can edge it out here. So two weeks ago, A&M was coming off the App State loss. I picked them to beat Miami. Yep. Bounce back spot, right? So follow me here. That was an obvious bounce back spot. Yep. You had me against Miami too? Or, uh, I don't remember, but either way, it was a bounce back spot. It was obvious. I can't remember. They were at home. They won the game. Last week, picked A&M to beat the Arkan Frauds because they're Arkan Frauds. And honestly, what we talked about was two units that sucked. It was A&M's pass offense and Arkansas's pass defense. Yeah. So, like something had to give, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and I figured Max Johnson would make enough plays. Max is it. better. He hasn't he's, fixed he's, the he's offense, better. but he's an he's, upgrade he's over better. Haynes King for sure. Here's the problem that A&M has right now. And it's why Mississippi State's going to win the game. If you're A&M, you get dejected after you lose to App State and, like, you, you have the bounce back against Miami, right? You're embarrassed. You bounce back. You win. You go on the road, emotional game, hard-fought game. You beat Arkansas. Oh, you beat the Arkansas. Oh, it feels like a letdown. Now you have to go on the road to Starkville. Uh -uh. You have to go on the road to Starkville. It's a 3 o'clock SEC Network game. And you know what next week is? No. Alabama. Oh, duh, yeah. Alabama night game. Night game, Alabama. Next week is the big motherfucker. Yep. Like, if ever in the world there was a letdown spot, it is Texas A&M coming off of two 
of, of beating number 13 and number 10. And having back, to go to the weirdness back to of back uh, ranked wins. fucking Starkville. Back-to-back ranked wins. You're ranked again. You're looking ahead to the game everybody is looking forward to. Night game, CBS, the Jimbo Nick shit, all of it. And now you got to go to little sleepy Starkville at 3 o'clock with the freaking weird pirate Will Rogers and that wackadoo offense. I'm going to tell you, bro, Mississippi State's going to win that game. Mississippi State's going to win that game, and A&M is going to try to bounce back against Bama, oh, yeah. and Bama's going to skull fuck them. I feel like um, I feel better about my, uh, about my pick now. I mean, Vegas, three and a half for Mississippi State's kind of stinky, right? That kind of tells you that Vegas is saying, eh, like, not so fast A&M. I know you got the two ranked wins, but, like, you've actually kind of looked shitty while doing so. And also, I mean, what, we're a foot away from Arkansas winning for whatever that's yeah. worth? No. Um, uh, okay, what do we got next? That's it. <laughs> questions. <laughs> questions ever done. All right, we got some questions. Shout out to Oliver Twist. By the way, great spot here for lunch and dinner. Yeah, bro, this is fire. Food is awesome. fried seafood platter right here, bro. uh, Oliver Twist is on Perkins near Essen. It's behind Solu. Uh, Chef does an awesome job. The menu is fantastic. Everything we've ever eaten here is awesome. So, like, if you're, there's a lot of, you know, like people that work at the hospitals around here come and have lunch. It's a great lunch spot. So, uh, you know, you get get off early when you like a little happy hour spot, early dinner. Oliver Twist is awesome. We're, we're thrilled to be here every Wednesday. All yeah, right, Oliver Twist is dope as fuck, dude. It's incredible. Um, for real. I'm not just saying that. Like, the food is sneaky good. Uh, the drinks are delicious. BL gave his $10 trooper chat earlier. T-Bob, do you think we've met Sauron and Rings of Power yet? Um, I'm going to not answer. I'm not going to read the rest of the question for fear of spoilers. Uh, I will say this. I do not believe that we have met Sauron and Rings of Power yet, okay? Could be wrong, but that is my current take. We will see. Luke Holloway, hashtag scone and tea. What's your opinion of a SEC football fan groom agreeing to have a wedding fall on a Saturday? More to life than football or weak move? Shitty move. So my... Get married in January and February. It's still cold. Can't use weather as an excuse. I got married in January. Yeah, good call. A- after football season. There you go. Um, my brother got married in October. Oh, my God. And... He was like, well, it was on, I can't remember if it was LSU. It was the open date. It was the open date. Um, I mean, was, if you live in like a college town or city, like that, that is also acceptable. I'll allow an open date wedding. My sister got married, I think, in October. It was weird. It was the year we were in Houston with Drew. So a lot of that run, runs together. Like I, I, I drove in like Friday. The wedding was Friday night. So I drove in Friday for the wedding, like slept, got up early Saturday morning, drove right back. So I didn't really even register. But, um, <laughs> but, um, Here's what I'll say. If you want to have your wedding on a football Saturday in the fall, okay. That's your choice. You you do you. But you can't be pissed if people either don't come or the only thing they do at your reception is, like, gather around a TV. There's going to be a lot of phone watching, a lot of TV watching. That's your fault. So you do it. Like, the thing I told my my mom, like, I pissed when I told this about my sister. I was like, or maybe it was my brother. I was like, she said, man, not everybody loves football the way you do. I'm like, like that's true, but their guests will. Yeah, but enough people do. Like, no, but it's talking about the bride and the groom. No, no, but that's your guests mean. will. But you're casting a wide net. Yes. And so enough in the South, enough people yes. will care about football so you can, so you can to where it. it's maybe not a smart idea. You can do it. Just you can't be pissed if people don't come or if they just watch games when they're at your reception. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree, man. I, um, and nobody remembers who comes to a fucking wedding anyway. I got a great piece of advice one time. 
It was you could, It's okay to miss a wedding. It's never okay to miss a funeral, which is true. Like people remember who shows up at a funeral. Like nobody remembers. I don't remember who's at my wedding. No, that's a fair point. And also, like sometimes you go to the wedding and you you get in the classic thing where you're thinking like, you know, we all think we're the star of the movie, right? In all of our lives, right? And so you're like, oh my god, like what do I wear? Like what are people gonna think? And you're like, oh wait, like literally nobody's gonna be fucking looking at you. Yeah, nobody cares. Like you can just go get drunk and dance yes. and have fun. Like you don't matter at all. You are the epitome of a movie extra when you're at another person's True. wedding. If you're not in the wedding, it's the best feeling in the world. Cody Chauvin said that's why I eloped in Vegas. I begged Erica to just to go do a destination. Like we go get married in Italy or something, find a church, whatever. And if anybody wants oh, to come, come on. But ain't no, if, if you yeah, don't want to, tight. no biggie. But she wasn't down for it. So. Nah, man, you know, um, like my wife, for instance, she's not even really like this. And even she, like, you know, kind of grew up always wanting a classic wedding. Luke Holloway, hashtag scone and tea. Um, oh, wait, that was just it. Luke. My bad. Uh, Raymond asks, hashtag scone and tea. Who's the next coach at Auburn, Freeze or Kiffin? Look, Auburn would love Kiffin. Why the fuck would Kiffin go to Auburn? Oh, let, let me do what I've just had to struggle to do at Ole Miss, but with Kirby Smart two hours away and fucking Nick Saban in the same state. Like, why the fuck would Lane Kiffin... Lane Kiffin could go to, like, Oklahoma after Venables would get fired or something. Like, a lot of very attractive jobs would take Lane Kiffin. Like, he does not need to even give Auburn the time of day. Hugh Freeze? Yes. I, yeah, that could, that could work. Um, my understanding with Freeze is that he would be interested in Auburn potentially depending on who the AD is. Remember, Auburn doesn't have an AD right so now. So I was just, okay, on the road. So, so y'all thought I was going to be late today. I was doing radio in Huntsville with uh, Wes Neighbors and Steve Bolton. Yeah. And, um, and that's what we were just talking about. I'm like, because I was like, guys, Auburn doesn't have an AD, right? Like, you got to hire an AD before you hire the football coach. Not unless, I mean, LSU, when they hired uh joe oliva they were looking for a basketball coach just when he hired trent johnson a little di obviously different with basketball but i think they hired joe but he hadn't officially taken over but he got to have his say on the hire um it's it's a weird situation for no sure. ad nobody want wants to not have control over the most powerful position that they that's, are technically the boss that's of. a fact but also a football coach wants to know who their boss is going to be which, yeah, is why, yeah, exactly. which is why I'm telling you, like, I don't know that Hugh Freeze leaves Liberty until he knows who the AD is going to be. Yeah, bro, you don't think that fucking Brian Kelly and 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 uh, Scott Woodward are like this? Like, that's the only reason any of this ever happened. Because Woodward just told him, like, look, and look, obviously the money is is awesome, right? And the money is the kind of um, the money is the meat and potatoes that makes the deal happen, right? But why somebody chooses to take on all the risk, why they choose to take on all the criticism and everything is because their boss says, look, I'm going to empower you to do whatever the fuck you want. You get to run it however you want. I will get you the money. I will get you whoever you want to hire, but you better fucking win. And anybody wants to be able to operate independently and have someone bet on them like that. And so, yeah, if you don't have that at Auburn, and, and especially because the last coaching search was so flawed. Like, I feel like, okay, I did say this though, Matt. Do you agree with this? If Auburn fans want a bit of um, optimism here, look at Tennessee. They were in the same position. Toxic, awful hire. They weren't paying near as much bio money, but like a toxic hire. Nobody wanted to go there. And then... They go, uh, the UCF AD, and he's like, fucking, I'll hire Josh Heupel. We all clowned him at the time, but now fucking Tennessee looks great. So it, you, you can get it. I, I fear for Auburn fans, though, that Tennessee is the exception rather than the rule. Auburn, Auburn has a longer track record of success, and the benefit at Auburn is not only do you have resources, 
but you have you have a recruiting base. Tennessee, like the state of Tennessee is void of talent. That's why that's a hard job. Anyway, all right, let's go quickly. We're running out of time. All right, uh, Orgy Kumlada asks. Um, Did you say Orgy Kumlada? <laughs> Did you say Orgy? What? I'm reading the name. It's a two dollar super chat. Orgy Kumlada. Orgy Kumlada. He wants me to say it differently. I'm going to say Kumlada. Um, how long before House gets an NFL DC job? I think Matt's he's right. He's not think, going to the NFL. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I'm not yeah, guessing. Yeah. I'm telling you, he's here because he wants to be a college head coach. That's why he's here. He's not going back to the NFL. Uh, Bilbo T. Baggins, Esco to T. I read that Fouché has been taking all first team snaps all throughout practice this season. Confirm or deny? He has been repping with the first team when they do ones on ones. When they have gone to game planning, he has gone over to scout team. Right? Brian Kelly like told us that. Yeah, Kelly said week. that. We saw we saw him all during camp as well. I mean, he was around. Um, Jason Austin asked uh, Scott T. So, knowing LSU is a better player slash better team, if LSU loses to Auburn, will it strictly be coaching that gets the full blame? It would definitely bear a it, it, it would bear a lot of it, but also let's see the mistakes that are made, right? If the mistakes are clearly like just a player fucking up, like if you uh, snap the ball fifteen yards over your quarterback's head and kills a drive. Yeah. 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 If, I mean, that game was a mixture for sure. If you have two touchdowns come off the board because of penalties, I mean, we will we will come back here and say it's an impossible they, question we'll say, to answer. We'll right say now. they're an undisciplined team, you know, which is why they have all the penalties, and that's coaching. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, we'll blame coaching. So yeah. Um. Yeah. And also, that's the college works, man. Um. Caleb Nance asking T, how much toughness has Brian Kelly and Matt House brought to this team? Um. Okay, it's it's weird, right? I I still always kind of feel like LSU's been tough, but but I do feel like they have a bit of a bully attitude that I haven't seen in a while. Now. Oh, Coolio died. Someone just posted this. Coolio, fifty nine years old. Look at that. Eight minutes ago. What the fuck? I was literally just listening to Gangsta's Paradise yesterday. All right, next. My favorite Coolio song is Shout actually secretly the Keenan and Kel intro. Shout out Coolio. Shout out Coolio. Help me, Lord, says, ask Conan T, should we sit Jay Ward? No. What the fuck? That's not a good idea. Uh, Brandon Bass, question for Matt. Who do you prefer? What do you prefer more, bourbon or rye? Which do you prefer more? Um, that's just not an easy, like, that's not black or white. You're it saying depends. it's company dependent? Well, like, no, well, I'm going to say, if you're going to give me this Willet seven-year rye, which is one of the best ryes I've ever had, or... A shitty bourbon? Of course I'm going to take this. Yeah. Um, as, a, as a rule, I do really like rye whiskey. Um, it tends to be spice. Ooh. Can't take too Disaster. Anywhere. Tends to be, you know, I like the spice of a rye. So I, I do love ryes. I, I'm more, I definitely am a rye guy, but bourbon is just a much wider, deeper category. Like if you're going to give me, you know, Pappy 15, I would take that over maybe, maybe anything else. Um, hashtag Asconan T is this LSU defense legit or is it too early to tell? I'm leaning towards legit, but it's definitely too early to tell. So it's kind of both. My opinion is legit, but if we're being like smart people, we would say too early to tell. The one thing that we haven't seen yet is the corners challenged against yeah. elite receiving talent. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think when they might see. Well, Tennessee, especially if, uh, if Cedric Tillman is healthy. Uh, you'll have Brew McCoy and Cedric Tillman. Like that's that that'll tell you. Ten- uh, talk, yeah, talk you will learn. Talk we're to gonna us. learn today. <laughs> when, when, come two thirty when we're on, on the eighth. Whenever uh, T and I are doing Ooh, are doing whiskey and early, wine at Don Juan. Early day drunk. Oh, no, how about that? Whiskey and wine, dude. Let's go, dude. Um, 
Uh, real quick, Tracy asked what I'm drinking. I'm drinking the cocktail of the week. It's a Novo, Fo- Novo Fogo Cajaca. It's got a little sage in it, a little blue curacao, agave nectar, and lemon. It's really good. Um, Ascon and tea. Are we not done? No, no, not yet. Uh, not somebody said Dion Lane, Hugh, or Matt Rule for Auburn. Um, I don't think Dion makes sense there. Lane's not going to go. Hugh or Matt Rule, yeah, maybe. I mean, Matt Rule would, you know, that makes Things sense. Things would have to go really bad in Carolina where they'd fire him midseason. Ascon and as a player, uh, does it affect you playing a noon game versus a night game, Ellsville night game, still Tennessee game? Um, I don't know, Matt. I mean, like, I loved night games uh, for the environment. I love night games because a lot of people weren't used to playing with them, and they carry a completely different set of challenges, right? Because you have to manage your energy the entire day. You have to somehow take force yourself to take a nap at, like, noon, yeah. knowing your entire life may be decided uh, at, like, 6, right? Like, it's, it's, it's unique challenges presented by a night game that LSU is used to that others are not. And I think there's an advantage to be gained there. But from just a... On a, you know, an objective player standpoint, there is kind of something nice about, oh, I'm going to wake up and we're just going to get to work. Like, like you know, no anxiety, no Are bullshit. Are you capable of just doing an, a quick answer to a I question? No, but I think this is a question that deserves a bit of depth here. No anxiety, no bullshit. So at the end of the day, I'm saying I don't think it's maybe a disadvantage environment-wise, but I don't think, like, it's not an excuse for the LSU players. They don't show up at 11, that's on them. It's fucking Auburn. Show up. They don't play Auburn at 11. Uh, Tennessee, whatever. Show up. You get the point. Um, Seth Rushing. Play Auburn at six. Yeah, fuck you, Auburn. You ain't used to that. Uh, Seth Rushing, ask Godin T. Uh, Matt, have you been able to try Howler Head? No. Who's Howler? <laughs> it's a whiskey. No, I know. I was saying like Howler Head, like Howler was giving you a blowjob. Uh, Kyle Jordan, ask Godin T. Do you all expect the LSU offense to keep the tempo after the first, first down of the drive again this week? I love that little twist that they did. Right, because what is the main problem with tempo? It's getting out there and in like 10 seconds going three and out and having your defense being like, what the fuck, dude? Like, we got like a we minute. We just got over here. Yeah. So, okay, what do you play mean we have to slow. go back yeah, out? What, what did we saying. fumble? That's what I'm saying. So, what like, pl- that, play man? it slow. Get that first first down. Can you so run you the kinda, fucking play clock, man? Yeah, it's kind of like you, you land the first punch, you break the guard, <laughs> and then you start comboing. So, yeah, that makes sense. Scone has just left the chat. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> can I please just end this so I can go? <laughs> Last question. Okay. Kobe, ask going to After four <laughs> weeks, what is y'all's updated projection of the LSU record? Seven and five. So mine has, I am back on my eight and four bullshit, man. You can still go eight and four, four and four in the SEC, right? If you go four and four in the SEC, you'll go eight and four, correct? No, you'll be seven and five. Oh, shit. And it's seven and five. That's where I have them. Then seven Adam, five. I had them eight and four, beating Florida State. Yeah, me four, too. Got seven me five. too. Okay, they're they're exactly where I thought they'd be. Shit, you're right. I guess I'm at seven five too. But I'm but like after Florida State, Matt, I thought four and four in the SEC would be impressive. Now I'm kind of expecting them to do four and four again. So it's a team on the rise, in my opinion. Flour, oil, oil or edibles, all of it. Okay, great. Thanks for watching. It's going to take. Y'all have a great day. Yep.